Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Hey, it's a, a new week. Uh, man, it's, it's the crazy time of year for us around here at the studio. We are, you know, just working nonstop. Um, I try every year, I try to encourage people to get their uh, holiday orders in early, and it just never happens. <laughs> well, it does, but, um, you know, people... People get busy with things. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was weird. I kind of, man, I tell you, I really haven't had the Christmas spirit very much uh, this year. I, You know, I think everybody's just, and I've talked to a couple of friends feel the same way. Um, I think a lot of people are just kind of worn out with the pandemic and, and lockdowns and all that. You know, they're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, come on. And, um you know, and it, it, we weren't even putting up a tree. We weren't doing anything. We didn't have anybody coming over, family or anything. Uh, we're going some other place. And um, so we finally put a tree up, and that helped for a couple days. And then it just, I tell you, I haven't felt the Christmas spirit until um, this past weekend. And I realized, you know, I looked at the calendar, and, and well, and people were kind of like, hey, are the paintings going to be done? And, um yeah, now I'm I'm right in it, man. I'm just just like every year, it never stops. No, I say that, and then I wander around the week between Christmas and New Year's with nothing to do, and um, you know, wishing I had more work. So uh, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. But I'm very excited because I get to take a break from all that uh, and do the show. And we've got a fantastic show uh, tonight. We've got a, a really cool guest. I uh, and man, he's got such an interesting story too. I was looking uh, through my show notes uh, earlier and it's just uh, amazing. But his music's very, very cool and it, it's right here right now. And without further ado, I would really um, like to welcome, and I think you guys are really going to dig him, Mr. Buster Bear. Buster, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. I, I really am a big fan of your, your music. And as a matter of fact, the other day I did a, um, I think it was Sunday or Saturday, one of the weekend days, um, I was working. And you know how, like, you can put on a YouTube video and then, like, you know, other things from that artist will play, like, kind of like a, a oh, yeah, of, yeah. Like, like in a stream. Yeah. And mm. I went on a Buster Bear deep dive, baby. And I got to tell you, oh, no. I was checking. <laughs> yeah, I was checking out and into it, man. I was into it. Um, I, some of your your spoken word stuff from when you were younger, I guess. I uh, whoa, cool. Matter of fact, my wife. Yeah, my wife comes into the studio and she's like, she's like, you aren't that cool to be sitting around listening to spoken. Word. I'm like, I am it. That cool. <laughs> don't even know. Man. Great stuff. Awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Thanks, and I love the, the current stuff too. 
I love the current stuff. But you could you could definitely see your evolution as an artist and whatnot. Tell us a little bit yeah, about you grew sure. up in LA. Yeah, I grew up uh, in Hermosa Beach, so like nice. it's a it's like a beach beach suburb of LA. Nice, uh, nice. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. I grew up listening to a lot of like punk rock and skateboarding and that kind of stuff. Like, um, Hermosa Beach is where the punk band Black Flag comes from. There was like a huge right. punk scene here in uh, in the eighties. So mm. that was like a big part of what I'm doing, um, and and like where where I come from. Just kind of that was my introduction to a lot of music. Um, my parents didn't really listen to a lot of music. I, the one thing my dad showed me was Blues Brothers because my parents are both comedians. Mm. So okay, they loved Blues Brothers, and I was like, yeah, these jokes are good and all that, but you know, like, who's this Elmore James cat? You know, like I, I love the, <laughs> I love the music, in it, so I kind of went down that route. That's awesome. That is fantastic. I grew up in in Detroit, so. Uh... Yeah, you know, Motown oh, cool. and all that was uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. a staple. It was a weird time. Like, I grew up in the 80s in Detroit, and Detroit was very strange in that, um, you know, it, it was real rough in those days. But um, Yeah, for sure. Musically, um, it was this weird mix. You'd go to parties and stuff, and you'd hear Motown, like at a party, you know? And then, like, <laughs> Sick, yeah. So it was this weird. Oh yeah, that was a big the scene there, huh? Yeah, that's true. Oh. I've heard about that. Yeah, huge. But there was a punk bar. Now I, you know, um, I happened to find. We'll just leave it at that. A uh, an ID that looked somewhat like me, so I used to be able to go out. Oh and yeah, young, right, right. You know. Yeah. No. <laughs> but there was a there was a punk bar. This will tell you about the Detroit punk scene, um, and they love uh-huh. the California punk scene because you got to be you know, punk and everything, and there were girls, like, good-looking girls, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. the dream. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's <know>? cool. <laughs> like like the British scene, those girls would just beat you up, you know? That yeah, that's cool. true. Maybe that's your thing. It's I don't hard know. to tell the difference out there. Everybody looks like a, like a cat right. or, like, you know, everybody's got such crazy makeup on. Who knows what's what, you know? Exactly. Well, we used to go to this bar called the Greystone. And it was not a real bar. Like, you know, like how a real bar has to have like a license and, and you know. Um, yeah, right. Working facility. This was an abandoned building that uh, used to be a bank. And I guess some people um, just decided, hey, we're going to have a club here, a punk club. And, <laughs> That's and they so did. awesome. Yeah, they, they yeah, had wait, wires, the electricity like in there. Detroit squatter scene was like really big like squatting was really like a big part of the detroit thing that was this was like exactly that and man we used to love we would wait for the california punk bands to come and like they would have a like a night there would be like five bands would play it was awesome um yeah it was very very cool um we we had a blast there i'm sure that place has long been (laughs) Bulldozed under it. Yeah, as as anything punk rock should be, you know, it's not built to last. Exactly. I think that's one of the like biggest problems with with a lot of punk stuff like today or whatever. Like I think I think there were people writing, uh, like tagging walls saying punk is dead in like 1978, 
You know, like right. it was it was born to die as soon <laughs> as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's interesting though, but it gave you your influence, got you, you know, the uh, little bit of a kick yeah. uh, to to get into music and whatnot. Um, that's yeah. pretty cool. Now, having comedian parents and whatnot, um, how did they react to this? Little Buster wants um, to, they, uh, you know, scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they were. I think they were a little bit like freaked out by punk stuff a little bit like I think it, it definitely made them worried because I you know I got into like darker sides of the world it wasn't really like the punk stuff but it was a lot of the stuff that came with it I'd come home with like black eyes a lot. I, I I was very um like gender bending kind of punk like I wore a lot of women's clothing gotcha and like mm-hmm. and this was like when I was like 12 and obviously like middle school boys aren't cool with that so, uh, actually, the hardest crowd <laughs> I had to deal with, yeah, yeah, the hardest crowd I had to deal with was other punks who, like, thought that they knew mm. what punk was about and stuff like that. So, they would get, like, they would beat the crap out of me. And so, like, I think that freaked out my parents that I was, like, sticking out so loud. Right, becoming and, a like, target, kind of, like, almost. Yeah, yeah, and and that I I welcomed it kind of like I thought it was fun. I thought it was like cool to be, like, you know, pushing on people's boundaries a lot. Like like many years Absolutely. later when I found Socrates, I like loved the gadfly kind of vibe, you know. Right. Um, right. So that kind of that 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 was like something I think that frightened them. But they're they're artists, you know. They're they've been like. Um, sketch comedians and, and writers and stuff for their whole lives. So I think me being strange and different didn't worry them. It was it was more so that the strange and different that I chose to be was on the like kind of a darker tip. But they, they right. handled it pretty good. That's cool, man. They weren't That's like cool. Well they named you anything. they named you after Buster Keaton, who I would yeah. challenge anyone he uh, you kind of a punk himself, you know, at the time. Oh, totally, man. If there ever was and one in the 20s, it would definitely be Buster Keaton. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and a master at his craft. And a master at his yeah, craft. Yeah, definitely. Um, Truly. You know. He invented it in a way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you, let me put it this way, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch, you know, you like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's what's the word? The type of comedy with the, you know where people are falling slapstick. over and stuff. Um, yeah, slapstick and whatnot. You owe it to him. You owe it to him. Chaplin in a way, yeah. but I think Buster Keaton said, "Here, hold my beer, Charlie. Let me show you here." Um, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. It. They're both they're both so awesome. Like, I think they have way different attitudes about mm-hmm. it. Buster Keaton is a lot more like engineery and like he's very like like everything uh, it, his has a lot more to do with like cause and effect, right? Which and I crazy, love that you know. Crazy dangerous too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 dude. That guy's nuts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, we I just watched that um, the Ten Rings uh, thing on Disney, and they had that big scene where they're fighting in a bus. And um, and I, I said to my wife, actually, because I think what it was, I'd been on that deep, that Buster Bear deep dive earlier in the day. 
And um, and I hadn't seen okay. that movie, so we watched that movie that night. And I said, there you go. There's Buster. You can thank Buster Keaton for all his choreographed fight and all, you it's know. It's true, put, yeah. You know, I said, especially that scene where he, I don't know if you saw the movie, but there's a scene they're fighting on a bus, and he, he's on the outside of the bus, and he's banging on the door to, for his friend to open the door. And he's like, open the door, please. I'm like, that's Buster Keaton right there, hanging <laughs> totally. on the outside of the totally, bus. Totally, yeah. I haven't seen it, but that, that does sound like like direct influence. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, well, it's very cool. So you grew up, uh, well, and it's interesting you didn't get in. Well, yeah, I guess you kind of did. Uh, you know, you kind of, from my show notes, if they're correct, you went to clown school or something like that? Yeah. So you did yeah, get into comedy. Did, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely got into comedy. And I think, like, even still, like, my music has a lot to do with comedic rhythm. Like there's a there's, comedy is definitely it's that's the family business so it's it's in my bones and it's definitely something that I like do um, for spiritual kind of connections and like um, in terms of process and things like that like mm-hmm. I'm very connected to comedy I don't I don't like chase that that career and like I'm not involved right. in that scene I mean actually I am kind of like I have a lot of friends that are doing pretty well in comedy and stuff, but it's, it's more like there, you know, there, there's a certain kind of person that like wants to go for comedy and like wants to be on the planet for that. And right. I, I Every want to do that. I just want friends. to do it musically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the right. type. yeah. Oh, I want yeah. to do that too, honestly, but I just, I, I like doing it musically. Right. Right. It's, it's crazy. I have, out of all of my um, artistic friends, I, I guess today, today people would call them content creators and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody in the in, in the arts that I know personally, um, I don't think anybody works as hard as like my stand-up friends. Man, they they won't just watch yeah. a comedy special; they'll take notes and analyze it, and you know, oh what, yeah, what you the, just the, said, the comedic so rhythm, so hardcore. You know, Oh, big yeah. time. And they're into it, baby. And, you know, I guess I'm yeah. that way a little bit with, with, I'm a visual, I'm a painter, I'm a visual in the visual arts. I guess I'm kind of that way. I can, believe me, I can tell when I have a conversation when somebody's eyes start to gloss over, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, we don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk about art, Edwardian art. I get it. <laughs> you know, I've learned that. <laughs> I love years. it. Yeah, right, right. But, um, no, the comedy people, man, they, they don't. They don't know. <laughs> they think everybody's into that. That's and true. Like, well, and luckily, you know, they're, yeah, luckily they're, you know, their bit is sort of more like, I, I feel like it's more acceptable to like a random group of people mm. getting someone's, um, you know, like if I try to talk to people about what I'm doing musically to like a random group of people, I'm just talking to them. So it's, they're like, okay, you know. But if I showed them right. the music, they might dig it. Luckily, with comedy, like a lot of it is just talking to people. So I feel like comedians get to test out their material like all over the place, all the time. You know? Right, right. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member 
You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M I C H E L E A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. One of the things I've noticed about my friends is that, um, and this seems to be a universal thing because new people I meet that that are into that world, um, when they're on, they're on. And when they're not, they're not. (laughs) You know, like you don't seem like that type of person. You seem like you're just genuine. This is, this is Buster. Take it or leave it. You know, no holds barred. (laughs) Cool. Um, Hell yeah. And and, I mean, that's how you come across. 
and and we've just met, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've talked to a lot of people, man. I'm pretty good judge at this thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they are some of the most dull people. I don't want to say dull. I'm not trying to. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but the, yeah, there's like I feel like that's an yeah, that's another thing with it. It's like the personality is so involved that a lot of right. times, like. You know, when you're on stage, you, you they present information for a living. Like that's that's what they do. Mm. Their art is like presenting in, like an idea. Like I feel like for you, you can take forever on a painting if it's real is real, and you have other pitfalls and stuff. You know, and like for me, like if I don't like a take, I just delete it. But these guys are on stage going like, it has to be this now. Like the joke has to right. be funny. It like. And it's only funny if I say it like this, you know, like they have to do it. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's probably like way more exhausting on a social level. Let me ask you, because I've, I've never met anybody that, um, no, I've met people that, that circus performers and whatnot, but never uh-huh. in, in the clown world. Do you, is there a process? Do you um, like, like come up with it? a clown character or whatnot, or do you have several? Yeah, well, there's like, um, yeah, there's like, there's a lot work? of different, there's, there's a lot of different like methods to it. Cause it is kind of like the whole idea in, in itself is almost like pretty anarchistic. Like it's like, it can get like, you know, who knows, like what the hell are you doing? Why are you even a clown in the first place? We, you, you know, like you already fucking <laughs> ate shit somewhere along the line. Like, <laughs> but um, but like yeah like I think okay the the way that the way that I studied it was it was a lot more about stripping off your crap about what you think performing is and like what mm. you think being the center of attention and I think a lot about like uh, what failure is like that was a big thing like mm. for for the the beautiful thing that I loved about clowning was like you're, you know, you're on stage and like you, whatever, like you, you know, you usually come up with a, a goal, which is just to like, you know, walk across the room and sit in a chair without getting laughed at. But you've got a big red nose on your face. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like you look stupid. Like you, you already, you're a clown, you're dumb, you know? So you're walking across the room and everybody kind of maybe chuckles or everyone's looking at you like, Oh, what do you have to say for yourself? And you're like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> like what did I do? Oh no, you know? And just and recognizing that you just admitting like, uh oh, I don't have anything to say. I'm not, I'm just ah I'm just standing here. Why are you all looking at me? You know, like uh and right. that uncomfortability like accepting it in the moment allows the audience to just kind of laugh at you. And I don't know what we're all laughing at. Like, why is that funny? But it's something that everybody recognizes in you on stage going like, man, if I was in your shoes, I'd feel the same way. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, like it's, it's, Oh yeah. Oh. I think I've heard a lot of stuff about like a, what a clown does is allow people to laugh at themselves because you're not really there. You're not really anything at all. Like, so I think, I think a lot of the process was just, being more yourself than maybe you even are in your daily life. Like, mm. you know, okay, like let's say you're picking your nose in traffic and, you know, the person in the car next to you sees you. 
you know, you're probably just going to like <laughs> pretend that, you know, what, oh, it was a pimple or something less embarrassing. And then you're just going to like maybe get a little red and stare straight. But like a clown would take that embarrassed feeling and like express it. But like, mm. what is the expression of embarrassment? I don't know. But like, you know, if you're on stage and the audience can see your whole body, that might mean like covering your your genitals for some reason. You know, like, you know, people do that, mm. like seeing that, that one pose where they like kind of cover their body up and try to hide behind oh, their yeah, arm. Yeah. You know, it's like things like that. And it's like, okay, so now you're expressing that, but then you watch the audience reacting to you doing that and they're laughing at you. And then it's like for a lot of clowns, like if you do want to make people laugh, now that makes you really happy. So now you're happy, but then the audience has a reaction to you being happy, you know, and maybe they're happy that you're quick. happy and then you're happy that they're happy that you're happy. You know, and it's like things like that can 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 happen, or maybe even you know. So it's 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 a lot about just like instead of trying to hide what just happened or like ignore what's going on in the room or the you know, um, it's about like becoming more of yourself and being really honest about what you're really feeling right now. You know. So absolutely. If you do that, and then you find a few different modes of doing that, where it's like. Like, for me, like, I have a lot of stuff with anger in my life. Like, I work through a lot of anger. And, okay, you know, if, I, if I'm, like, allowing and expressing and exploring my anger on stage more than my other emotions on purpose, that might be my angry clown. And then that guy might get his own name, you know. Whereas there's ah, another clown gotcha. who's, like, a little bit more of my sensitivities and, like, the fact that, like, you know, like, I really, like, I really want to feel loved. You know, that's a that's a different like mode of 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 clowning and and it's a different mode of honesty. It's like a it's a different lens on my my authentic honest self. And so that might be a different clown if if you're going to come up with like different characters, you know. So like that that's kind of like the process in terms of characters would be just like you know, fractalizing a more honest interpretation of yourself. Fascinating, I don't know. Man. That's fascinating. You have yeah, you have cool. a definite history of pressure relief. You know what I mean? And I, I dig that. Cool. I dig that. I, and I think it's yeah, needed. Definitely. You know, I think it's needed in society. Definitely these days. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, crazy that's, year that's a end, good man. point. Yeah, I think it's um, a lot about pressure release. It's uh, it's it's crazy. No, we have you have a new EP that's upcoming. I love the name, mm-hmm. uh, Ma, Ma <laughs> Twain. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, now I like, <laughs> like I said, I I was listening to some of your your older stuff and uh, great. It's it's fantastic. Um, I, and I like the new stuff too, the current stuff, uh, the, the current work that you have. Um, it, it's very, very cool. And I'm looking through my show notes here, and it says that you uh, you wrote this and the upcoming singles for Mock, Mock Twang um, during the lockdown and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. This was like uh, maybe I wrote it over the course of four months, and then I recorded it over the course of the next four months. Wow. That's a big <laughs> – that's a big thing, man. My hat goes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I'm, you know, I write, 
I write a lot. Like, I write, I probably write at least, like, one song a week. Sometimes if I'm, like, if I'm in a really healthy place, I'll write a song every day. Because it's just kind of, like, my most. A lot of them are really bad. I'm not saying they're good songs every day or anything. But, like, (laughs) it's just, like, my process. (laughs) Um, Well, but. Everything I've heard is good. So that's a good oh, thanks, man. That's, that's that's really awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that like, honestly, slowing down to the point of like, it, I think the recording and production process has been a big like. That's been one thing that I've really been developing over the years because trying to keep the magic and the momentum behind a piece. But mm. as, as that spread over like a long period of time, because it takes a long time to like get it right and to do a good job. But if you really focus too hard on that, you'll lose the magic of it. So right. that's, that's a balancing act. And, and I think this one took particularly longer. This was one that I like, I really labored over every note. And that, that's why I'm kind of doing a lot more like uh you know, talking about this one in public and stuff like that is because this one was a little bit more of like a, I wanted to really work it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, it's very cool. I like um, finding out a little bit, man, there used to be a show on VH1 called Behind the Music, and it was my favorite thing. I, I could not get enough. I was cool. like a transvestite with nylons on that, man. It, I just had to have more, you know? Um <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but I love all the, the artistic insight. You know what I mean? Um, because mm-hmm. you'll, you'll think, like I'm sure you have fans that, that listen to you and, and, and they know you. You know, they, they see your Instagram uh-huh. posts and, and they just know everything about you. They think. Um, yeah, They right. probably don't know you at all, you know. But, but they hear a No, I mean, like I don't know minutes. myself at all, so. That's like, yeah, it's tough for anybody else to. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Oh, man, it is funny. That is funny. Well, let's play a track so people know that they can get a taste. We've got um, Get Deeper and Sleepy Baby. What should we play first, do you think, to introduce people to Um, Buster Bear? Let's see. Why don't we try Sleepy Baby? Absolutely. Um, We'll play it, and then we'll talk about it. Here it is, everybody. Cool. This is Buster Bear, Sleepy Baby. My baby's sleeping. She thinks it's making me upset. But it's all up in her head. Because while she's dreaming, I whisper in her ear how happy I am that she's That is 
There we are, folks. The sultry, soulful Buster Bear and Sleepy Baby. I dig it, man. I dig it. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Buster, fantastic track. Fantastic track. Thank you, buddy. That's cool. That's cool. Now, um, you went soul on here. Uh, was there uh, an, an impetus that led to that? Or um, you just was like, this is cool music, and I'm going to make some. What happened? Yeah, I've been listening to that stuff for a long time now. And that that's like, I mean, I feel like that that's kind of more of the bread and butter of what I really listen to now. I think I like, I followed a few different tracks, um, like growing up, you know, through mm-hmm. punk rock to a lot of other rock and roll and then the Beatles and then the Beatles influences being like rockabilly and soul. And right. so I got really, really into a lot of that kind of like R&B and soul. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah, I don't know. You never know. Like, I I think if you just listen to a certain kind of music, it starts to come through you more. And I was listening Absolutely. to a lot of that kind of stuff at a certain period, and then uh, it was time to write this song. I guess I don't know. It came through with that way, and it just it just kind of like led itself to that next thing. Oh yeah, man! I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's fantastic. And uh, I just, uh, I'm a big fan of it as well. My, uh, my parents used to, my father uh, used to listen to a lot of that. Um, he would, that, cool. he was a big yacht rock guy, you know, and into all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. But every so often, that soul would get in there, and I'm like, hmm, okay. Cool, man. <laughs> He's thinking about a gal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually on that yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where it goes, yeah. Now, speaking of which, um, we talked a little bit before we played. The, hey, first off, these tracks are out, or do we have to wait uh, for the EP? Uh, yeah, they're out. To release. Oh, they are out. So people no, the, hear these, that? Uh, both these singles these. Are, are out. Yeah, you can hear them on Spotify and all kinds of – I think I'm on every platform. Nice. Nice. Well, there you go, man. There yeah. you go. Now, we talked a little bit about um, – you know your your process of, of, of writing these uh, during the, uh, the lockdown and whatnot. What I left off um, from my show notes is um, again the fine folks at Trend PR. I, I love uh, they always send me these these, these talking points uh, things like a little list of <laughs> cool. fun facts about Buster uh, Bear. You know, and uh, the sentence here I'll, I'll read it in its his latest songs were written during the lockdown and chronicle his relationship during that time. And I, I, I didn't mention mm-hmm. the relationship. My first question about <laughs> this, Buster, uh-huh. does she know an EP? <laughs> you know, she was a part of that. <laughs> uh, is that is a good question. I don't know. Um, uh, she heard, she heard this song, um, because I just wrote it to to play to her one time, and then she actually I don't think she really even liked it, and I was like, oh. no, you <laughs> you don't you don't get it. <laughs> I was like, you're, right. this is good. I know this one's good. I write a ton of songs, <laughs> and a lot of them are crap, but this one's good. So this one I I recorded, and then it it a lot of people really liked it. I don't know if she's heard it or I haven't talked to her. So who knows? I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> One of those. Hey man, I'm a pan. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. 
More yeah, than yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Even when they right. wanted to talk to me, especially when they wanted to talk to me, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, well, if it's not going to go, you know, who cares? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's cool, man. Check her Instagram. She probably has it as her little description. I was responsible <laughs> for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Her new man will love that. Um, if she has, yeah. you know. Who knows? Best of luck to her. I hope she's doing well uh, on your behalf. Yeah. Uh, very nice, very cool. Well, and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. 
A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. You know, it's part of being an artist, you know, these crazy uh, situations we find ourselves in. And, you know, it's so crazy. Um, My wife's cousin, my wife's cousin met a gal, and they got stuck together during the pandemic, fell in love, happily married now. You know, I mean, it's nice. It's Yeah, it it can happen. Um, I know a lot of people... (laughs) In a similar situation where it didn't happen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're suddenly discovering a lot of that classic rockabilly music now. (laughs) Get over it, man. Get over it. Yeah, that is kind of the the other flip there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, so let me ask you this. Did you win the pandemic? No. I, you know, on my uh, Facebook page, it's kind of a, you know, they have a little description thing uh, of what you do. And it's uh-huh. part of being a guy. It's just, you know, you, your your work becomes your identity uh, in the world we live in. <laughs> True. And, um, yeah, I think that's a big problem with the with the homeless people is they, a lot of these cats have no identity. They're, they're, the identity they have. I homeless, agree, you know. Man. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's no fun. That's pretty amorphous. What's that Bob Dylan oh, yeah. like? Like I don't even remember which one. It's like something in hard rain's gonna fall. Like he's like, well, oh. like the the name is is invisible and the number is just like a black box or something like that. It's like very like oh, yeah. that 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 lack of identity really really can eat away at you, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It it sucks. It sucks. I, I'm yeah. in there, man. Um, you know, but the the weird thing is is um. You know, as I was saying, I have this little thing I put up there, amateur futurist, where, you know, I'm I'm into all this future stuff and gadgets and all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I just find it interesting, you know, the the crazy – us doing this podcast. For sure. It's it's just – we live in a crazy time, you know. Um, But Mm -hmm. I did not see the pandemic coming. Didn't Of course, folks (laughs) – I'm not that cool. I didn't see the rise of cell phones either. So I'm not that good yeah. of a futurist, you know. Um, well, I think if you were, you'd have like a lot of money in stocks, man. Right. <laughs> you know. Bitcoin millionaire or something. You know. Yeah, exactly. Again, again, it's just crazy. When, when you, now you're in California, I'm in, in South Florida, but um, what, when you realize, holy shit, shit's going down, you know? I mean, this this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, what, what was going on in your life at the time? 
What were you doing? Um, I was, I was, I had a band that was going like really smooth. Um, we were playing a lot of gigs. We started about like three months before the pandemic, and we were mm. playing a lot of gigs, and people were really excited about us. Um, and that was like g- getting kind of hot. So I was busy doing that, and then when the pandemic hit, I was. You know the band. The band kept practicing through the. Pan- I think we took like a month off at the very beginning, but then we were like, "All right, let's get back." To, you know, it's, this isn't ending, so let's just keep going. Um, right. But I think that kind of started this thing in my head of like, I need to be able to keep making my art, and I can't be dependent on if the other, other guys are free or other. Yeah, I, I got to be able to still express myself, or I'm gonna go nuts. So Mm -hmm. then I kind of like shifted my focus to something that I had been working on. I've been working on like producing all by myself for many years. But I think when the pandemic started, I recognized like a little bit more that 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 kind of thing was closer to my heart and soul, that that was like a really important piece of, of, of what I'm supposed to do on the planet. So, so yeah, then, then I kind of started focusing on that kind of stuff. And I made two, I made two EPs during the pandemic. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the first one I was, I immediately started working on my first EP that is, uh, on my Spotify now, um, called Screen My Name. Okay. And that one was kind of a comment on being like stuck inside a little bit. Um, (laughs) so that I made that one and that one, you know, it sounds good now. I fixed it, but I was having a lot of problems and I couldn't figure out what to do. So I, I reached out to a bunch of friends of friends and whatever. Somebody get me in touch with somebody who's like a good mixing engineer and a good producer. And I finally Mm. got in touch with a, a friend of my sister's and I was like, can you listen to this and tell me like, what am I doing wrong? And he was like, oh, yeah, you got your upside-down Zs backwards. You got to flip it up this way. And he just gave me, like, one piece of advice, and it changed everything. It, changed it made everything so much better. And I was like, oh, my God. So I uh, nice. so I started doing a lot more like that, and, th- and then I started experimenting with that a lot. So that that's kind of like the the pandemic definitely inspired a lot of me figuring out more of what I want to be and want to do which I think is a very common story absolutely absolutely well it's cool and it's cool you know it might have taken another year or two before that that learning curve that yeah. piece of that critical piece of information uh came across your desk so to speak you know um, yeah, exactly. Awareness and whatnot, and um, so yeah, so you know, there was some some good. You got to take those good bits where you can get them. You know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, it, it's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's you know, yeah. I I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. It's funny because a lot of people ask me. They they were like, you know, are you going crazy? You know, especially when we're all locked in and whatnot. And I'm like, no, man. I work from home. I work from home for the past 20 years. This is a Tuesday to me. You know? Yeah. Um, I felt the same way. Crazy. I was like, it's so nice to just be at home recording. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't need to go outside, anyways, man. Exactly. 
Well, what's crazy in our house is my wife does not work from home, and suddenly, wow. Uh, and it's it's weird because on her days off, it's like, okay, I'm not going to get as much done today as I normally would because I'm going to be doing stuff with her. Right. You know, we're going to be watching something or cooking or doing something. And um, Yeah, yeah. A couple times a week, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you can, I can work a couple, yeah. a couple extra hours on Wednesday to make up for it. Um, but when it was every day, it was like, okay, we got to set up some rules <laughs> when this door is closed. Yeah, right. And the, when the yeah, headphones are on, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you got to just turn around and walk out. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I imagine... it's so hard to organize your own time, you know, like on your own. It It, oh. it does get a lot harder with like, adding more people into your life. Like it's a, uh, you have to carve out space and you know, if that gets like complicated, it can mess with the art. Even if you do have time, you'll spend all that time worried, you know, or freaking out that someone's oh. like upset with you. So it's, it's a lot of uh that's, that's one of the most difficult parts of being a creative person is you work on your own clock, which means so many good yeah. and bad things. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It reminds me when I was a kid. When I was a little kid in middle school, they um, it was it was in the eighties, and they had this new thing that they a new teaching style they were trying to introduce called centers, and they had like tables, and one table would be the history table, and another would be the English table, and you, we want the students to work at their own pace. See, we give them uh, the assignments, uh, all the assignments, at the beginning of the week, and it's up to them where they feel most comfortable. I have to tell you, I was not that evolved. <laughs> you know, I needed yeah. some structure, baby. Because Friday would come yeah. around, and they're like, okay, Jamie, where's your work? Show us all your uh, – I read The Hobbit not for a week. I didn't do anything, you Yeah, know? man. <laughs> I, it's I, so hard, man. Oh, absolutely. Before I got absolutely. sober, I couldn't do anything. I could I was so non-functional with like structuring my time like that. Oh, it's yeah. it's so difficult. It's like one of the I think that I I really think that's like the thing that kills every artist is like just that existential everything. You could do whatever the hell you want. Right. So like will you right. still do it, you know? It's so hard. I read a very interesting book. It was a uh, autobiography by John Taylor, the bass player from Duran Duran. And um, he had a very profound uh, quote. Now, and it resonated with me a lot because I used to party pretty hard. Um, you know, I lived life, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how those days were. People were like, oh, he drank a lot of beer. Now, beer is just way too... <laughs> Same for what we were doing. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. No, smoke a lot I mean, of weed. Yeah, beer's like, not going to mess with my synapses. <laughs> exactly. We were trying to reorganize the library, baby. Um, yeah, but anyway, this, this quote that he said was, um, he said nothing. He goes, uh, when you're partying and and you're doing stuff, drinking or whatever, he, he said you don't realize the amount of, of, of time that, that doing that will steal from you're stealing from yourself. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things about being high is you, you, you talk, 
you have all these great ideas and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this and do this and do, and that's usually where it is. <laughs> Nothing ever gets yeah, done. Yeah, right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know a couple of people, yeah, they can do it. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. If I could have kept on that ride and, and done it, I would. That's why I understand like when Charlie Sheen said that stuff. He's like, crack is great. If you can smoke crack, fucking do it. Like, I think that's hilarious because it's like, yeah, like, Absolutely. why not? If you can make life possible, like, that sounds great. But, like, you probably right. can't, first of all, especially right. with crack. So I wouldn't try. But, like, but like you know, I know I have a lot of friends who, like, do a lot of drugs, and their their lives are, like, okay. They're doing fine. And mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I could not – I just couldn't handle it at all. So it's it's not it's a very like non judgmental thing I think that that works for me where it's like I it's very personal like I just couldn't handle that that was not my it was fun and it gave me a lot of um it gave me a lot of perspective on what life is and it it definitely affected the aesthetic of how I think the processes that mm. I think with like it very much affected that so in some positive and also in some negative ways. Um, but you know it's uh it's very personal it's it's just like that's I just couldn't keep up with that anymore. That wasn't working for me. no, I'm the same way I'm the same way there there, there came a day when I was just like, okay <laughs> this ride yeah. is over um, you know <laughs> yeah, you around about it. oh shit the The thing that I find challenging is. Um, I am a wealth of funny stories now from that period of my life. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're great at a party to tell, if, oh, there's a time, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's great. Right. And that's, but what you, what isn't great, if, if you, if I'm real honest with myself, and I'm sure you're probably the same way, is in addition to all those great, crazy, funny, zany stories and everything, there's an equal amount of, the next morning, you know, going through your brain, going, "Oh my God, do I am I still friends oh, with yeah. these people?" You know, just oh, the yeah, not man. fun stories, and and those never get told. Oh over. yeah, and you you never share the. I mean, I guess that's what the meetings are for, like where you can like kind of share that. I get a lot right. of that out in therapy for sure. Like that's that's what how how I'm spending my therapy, but but yeah, man, I I think. You know, the the thing is, is like when you first get going, it's probably like three good stories and one bad story. And you're kind of like, or even like 10 or 100 great stories and you just have one bad night. And you're kind of like, oh, that was weird. And then you keep going and it <laughs> turns into like sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Like, you know, and then Absolutely. you keep going and after a while it's like you're working pretty hard to get one good night. You know, like one good story oh, yeah. comes like every now and then, but it's almost every single time sucks. You, you realize like after a while that you're just chasing something that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe you might get another good story, but it was, it's not even worth it anymore. So you're yeah, right. by now right. like, looking back, like there's probably a hundred bad stories for every good story I have, you know, and the good ones are, they're fun and I'm, I'm going to use them or else it was all for nothing, but, but definitely <laughs> not worth it as a way of life for me. I should not have done. No, that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. I am amazed. I'm amazed now with, because uh, I used to drink pretty hard. And, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and sometimes just drink to get drunk, you know. But I, you know, at the yeah. time was thinking I was going to have a good time. Um, used to drink to get in a better mood. That never worked. Uh, but eh, <laughs> yeah. the first couple times, but <laughs> that didn't last. Um, you know, but yeah, now right. um, I'll find myself at a barbecue or something like that, and I'll have maybe a drink, uh, maybe two. I'm lucky enough that I can do that. I know a lot of people can. Yeah. Um, I realize that. But one of the things that amazes me is for for someone so smart, uh, I finally got a clue where I'm like, and I can listen to my brain going, yeah, you had your drink. You probably don't want to drink anymore. Not from any uh-huh. like big, you know, insightfulness other than you really don't want to be throwing up. You know, do you want to feel yeah. <laughs> what you're going to be feeling tomorrow? No. no yeah, man. No, I don't have I that voice, that. man. Yeah, it's I weird. wish I had that voice. It's like it's literally just missing. It's like one – I take one dip in there, and I don't know, dude. I can convince myself anything. Like, I'm like, well, don't no, be this is the, the first one. Don't and I'm like, no, it's not. Dip. You just had four. Like, you can't right. – that's not the first one. You're lying. And I'm like, well, but am I? And then it's like I'm already – I already finished it. You know, so like that – I wish I had that voice. I would probably still, you know, be able to handle it or whatever. But it just, I just don't have that. Yeah, that's that's really the difference between me you, and my friends who can do it. Yeah, but it's, it's no, King, let me ask you this. And, and again, no judgment or anything. Mm. I'm just, it's, I've met a right. fellow traveler on the path that I'm familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. Is it difficult for you to hang out uh, with friends who still do uh, have a couple drinks or whatnot? No, not at all. And also, like, frankly, for the most part, I enjoy it when my friends are doing drugs. Like, it's funny. You know, because if they're having fun and they're being, like, goofy and crazy, I'm like, you guys are nuts. Like, you know, now I can let loose. Like, I and I, right. I, I, don't, I just don't need the drugs to get to that level. But I'll go crazy right. with them and we'll have a wild night. And then the next day they'll be like, what the fuck happened? I'll be like, I've got to tell you, you know, like. I know, right. you know, but, Here's but no, video so, cause, on cause my like phone. I said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, don't know why you know? you're I wrote me, down every single whatever. thing that you said, cause you're nuts. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I, oh, I man, enjoy it because it's, it's, it's different. It's not sad. You know, it's not sad when they do it. Like, mm-hmm. It's fun for me. It was, it had gotten, it had gotten sad, you know, it's like, nobody wants to do that. So, so it, it, oh, it really yeah. has to do with, it's not, it's not drugs. It's like Buster on drugs is not good, you know. But I think a lot of people that I... are like looking to get sober have to realize that that it's like it's not it's not like a problem necessarily. It's like it it's you that can't do it and doesn't want to really like like a lot of times like when I got sober I realized so much about what I actually wanted from my time and and like mm. who I wanted to be while I was alive and. That stuff is so, so much better off, like, with me being sober. Right. Well, you get a lot more done. You get a lot more done. I tell you, when mm-hmm. I um, I got the call from uh, a, a friend of mine, um, <laughs> you know, one of those next mornings, and uh, mm-hmm. actually it was from my friend's wife. Nothing weird. It was not like that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> what was weird is I had been it's an asshole like the night before, <laughs> and she was letting me know. She said, you know, and she was cool about yeah. it. She's like, hey, man, you kind of turned into 
that person you don't want to be. You know, right. you don't want to be that 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 artistic trope, and you kind of <laughs> have become that. At least last night, you yeah, were. right. And uh, and I panicked, panicked, and uh, okay, okay, okay. You know, got phone quickly with her, and I went down. At the time, I was living in uh, is in San Diego, and uh, they they have a neighborhood there uh, called Hillcrest, and I don't know if it still is, but it used to be the uh, uh, the West Hollywood of San Diego, but it's a okay, lot of hair cool. salons and it. fancy stores and pretty people. I got um, you. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I, I went online, um, and this was way back in the day. I, I whatever search engine I was using, Ask Jeeves or something. Uh, maybe not that old, but no, MySpace is still around. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, but I, I looked up AA meetings because they're free and they usually happen on the hour in a big city, you know, um, somewhere. Yeah, right. And so I went to the AA meeting and, um, to sit in, just to sit in, you know, because I thought maybe this is what I need to be doing, you know, uh, in, in all seriousness. Um, and the closest was the one at Hillcrest there, and it was uh, primarily a uh, LGBTQ plus crowd. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Awesome. I was glad everybody was there. And you know, yeah, they, true. They, yeah, they'd be better off like that, man. Right, right, right. And as you had mentioned, uh, what, at meetings, you know, people tell stories. You know, well, I knew I was uh-huh. had a problem when blah blah blah. Insert, you know. And um, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't anything like I had expected. It was the most eye-opening. <laughs> I'm like, for me, yeah. the, the takeaway was, I don't want to get there. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, No, I know. know. Yeah. Going in there, sometimes you you get way frightened. Like you're like, oh, Oh, it was a scare straight deal. Yeah. 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 It worked. It worked for some all the way. Oh, man. Well, it did for a while. It did. did. You know, it was weird. I just eventually for me, I just got to a point where I was just like, ah, I'm tired of this. I I got too much to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't have time for it anymore. But, uh, you know, hey, if anybody's listening out there and dealing with one of these problems, uh, you know, maybe one of these meetings will help you. You know, you, you don't want to uh, – you, you figure out – you live your life. You figure it out. But there's, there's places where – that can help you along that path is all I'm saying. And, um, yeah, hell yeah. I like that message. That's cool. Yeah, you know. And, again, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. Man, I have a friend to this day that <laughs> – yeah. We all have those friends where, you know, all mm-hmm. your other friends are like, oh, I'm real worried about such a thing. At least calm down, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. all his bills are paid. He's got a great house and car and, you know, well, he parties he every night. He to get the fuck down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, and he does it successfully. I, why are we fixing something that ain't broke, you know? Uh, he can yeah, right. on it. But but not we're i say that in a justful way ladies and gentlemen there you know again i'm sure he has his his mornings like we all did i'm I, i'm not saying but you know handle your scandal that's yeah. all i'm saying you know oh cool um we got man we got off topic and just we're talking and you know we got <laughs> real deep with it there uh buster we got real see Truly. what i did there that's that's a pretty oh, good yeah. segue, wasn't it? 
Um, <laughs> maybe we should get deeper. <laughs> Sounds good. Which is the next track. Here it is, everybody. Check this out. We're going to play it, then we'll talk about it. This is Buster Bear, Get Deeper. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Get Deeper by Buster Bear. Uh, fantastic track, uh, Buster. I dig that. I like the guitar Thanks. in there. Cool. Kinda, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Let me ask you, when you're, uh, as a songwriter, um, and I know that, you know, indie pop's your genre and whatnot, uh, that you like to swim in that particular river, um, but do you, uh, do you work, when you write, primarily with the guitar or uh, do you have a keyboard set up? Yeah. I'm just curious. For the last, for the last like, two years, it's been from the guitar, mostly. Okay. 
Um, if it's not from the guitar, it's like maybe like I think I've written like two or three songs from other instruments in the last two years. Mm. Before that, I wrote a lot from the bass because I was thinking a lot more about funk. And I was really mm. playing a lot of funk music. So that was a lot of like more complicated funk rhythms. Um, and that was like kind of like my main my main thought was like what's going on in the bass line. Um, and now I'm thinking a lot about chordal harmony. If I could mm. write from the piano, I probably would um, do that more often. But I can't play piano. I can play like almost uh-huh. every instrument. And I just I've never figured out piano. Yet. <laughs> yeah, I will. When I, I th- honestly will. I just three months. You never know. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I will. Front, I will. Man. No. I, I... <laughs> oh yeah, I, I hope we might be stuck inside again. Oh man, I don't think oh. so. I I'm in love with the bass as well. I like I said, um, a, a lot of the Motown I like. Um, you know, oh, they're yeah. just such great. You know, and people don't realize that they're like. What do you mean? You think the Supremes are awesome? I'm like, listen to the bass in those songs, you know. Um, That's yeah, the same man. guy on all that stuff. That's James. James oh Jamerson. yeah. James Jamerson, man, that guy was a god. <laughs> oh good. yeah, he's so awesome, Fantastic. dude. Oh um, man, that guy was yeah. a nuts though too. He was really, really, he was a really uh, kooky character. No, really, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. I, now he was one of the ones I believe. If I'm, I could be wrong on this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I think because Motown, it was a big thing. They moved to LA. They they said, ah, we, we uh-huh. Detroit. We've had enough of this. <laughs> We're moving yeah. to the beach. Uh, and they they had, <laughs> and I think he was, and they left a lot of musicians uh, in Detroit. They're like, ah, yeah, we'll uh-huh. see you around. <laughs> but I think he's one of yeah, the yeah. That was a went. rough. Uh, that was a rough move. Yeah, he 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 went to LA with everybody. Crazy, crazy. It's uh, well, it's cool, you know, this 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 love and, and knowledge you have of, of uh, the different genres and whatnot. And I think it comes through in the music. I think it comes through in the music. Now I have to ask, Buster, yeah. my next question. Like I said, I went on that deep dive, man, on YouTube with your cherubic <laughs> baby face oh, no. with the spoken going? word, the spoken word period. Um, now you've got that cool stash, <laughs> cool stash in music right now. Was that pre-pandemic, <laughs> cool. or did that happen during um, the pandemic? Let's see. I shaved, yeah, I shaved on Halloween of 2020. I shaved that wow. day, like clean shaven, and then I had that stash growing until. Did I make it? Ho- yeah, I shaved again on on Halloween of 2021. Oh, okay. So that was a that was well, a year fantastic. You have <laughs> Thanks, to. With, with I actually, your... I finished it off dying it pink. <laughs> that was ah. that was before I shaved it. I had it pink for about a week. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh that, my that was god. Cool. Oh man. Well, with that stash, I mean, you have to either you know rob people on the highway in uh, you know <laughs> Libertine France or um, you know be a rock star. So. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, all right. It yeah. worked out. I do both, so that's good. <laughs> well, I love the photos. I love the press pics and all of that. Um, big shout out to Jacqueline Diaz, I believe took those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she did a great job on those. 
Very, very cool. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so things are just firing, man. When do you think that this EP is – I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire on it. I'm just curious because I want to hear more. Um, when do you think it will yeah. be dropping? Uh, January 11th is the date. So nice. that's uh, 111. Nice. Awesome, awesome. Well, I can't wait. we got to get you back on the show, um, you know, right around Cool, there man, sure. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, figure it out. Because uh, I want to hear more. I want to hear more. Uh, we do have a link, right. ladies and gentlemen, to uh, all things Buster Bear, including uh, his TikTok, Instagram, SoundCloud, and, of course, Spotify. Now, I've said it a million times before on the show, but it still holds true. If you dig a, a, a band or a musician um, or anybody, really, uh, you dig what they're doing, Like first off, like and share their social media. And second, if it's yeah. a musician – Definitely add them to your playlists and whatnot. That helps with that algorithm immensely. We uh, we have a, a pop up radio playlist on Spotify. We add everybody uh, on, and um, I suggest you do the same thing. You know, uh, we all make these playlists, and uh, you know, if you dig something, put it on there, man. Let's let's uh, let's get the get the word out. Uh, very very cool. cool. Thanks. Yeah, so this EP's done. It's getting ready to be uh, released and whatnot in uh, a couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Are the gears turning for the next one? What What's next for Buster? Oh Bear? yeah, I got the next. I have the next release already dialed. Um, I actually, nice. I'm like, I kind of decided to start releasing once a month. So, actually, if you do follow Very my cool. Spotify, you'll probably see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be dropping new music every month, hopefully until I'm dead, which hopefully will be a long time. Um, and so, yeah, I've got the next one after that scheduled for February, and then uh, I still have to mix the one for March, and then I'm, like, writing the one for April right now. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. rolling. He's on it, baby. He's on it. Well, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. Well, man, cool, I have went – yeah, this has been so much fun. Um, I went way over the time. My little light's been blinking for. I have a little piece of tape I put over it here, that um, it's been blinking under that <laughs> tape for a minute. But you're fascinating to talk to, and and this was a, a really fun conversation. Oh, and I love yeah, well, uh, your music. So um, thank you so though. much for taking time to be on the show. I really, really appreciate. it. Of course. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having. You're me. awesome. Anytime, man. Anytime. Keep doing. I'm going to tell you this, Buster. You know it already, though. Keep doing what you're doing because you're real, real good at it, you know? This is what you're oh, thanks. To do yeah, here. I appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. It is. It is. It's fantastic. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, we will be back tomorrow evening. Uh, we've got another singer-songwriter on tomorrow, uh, Wild the Coyote. Uh, very cool kind of outlaw, alt-country. Uh, cool stuff. Cool stuff. That's tomorrow, and uh, so tune in for that. I am. Uh, this episode, of course, will be uh, converted to a podcast. We're going to push it on all the social uh, media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. Wherever you stream or download podcasts at, I'm telling you, man, we're on it. We're on like 450, 500 of them or something like that. I think it's closer to 450, but, uh, yeah, there's that many. It's crazy. Anyhow. 
Thanks for tuning in and listening. Cool. And, folks, we will see you next time. Oh, and check out our advertisers. Um, they're awesome. And use their code. They have a little code with, uh, you know, you can save a couple bucks. And with that saving, head on over to, uh, you know, uh, we got the link right there, Buster uh, Bear's Spotify link, and, and pick up Squinty Baby and get deeper, or his other stuff as well. Um, very, very cool. Everybody, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Buster. You rock. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks at Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.